Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Every Given Sunday, a fantasy football podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon Harewood. How are you doing today, B-Wood? Doing good, man. Recording on an early morning. Um, feeling good, ready to get into this next week. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, if like you said, on an early morning, if, if I don't sound too awake or he doesn't, you know, we've only had <laughs> one cup of coffee. You know, give it a couple minutes. We might be uh, juiced off the coffee. But we're going to go ahead and get into the news. Uh, so first, this is a big piece of news. Um, if you're listening before the Thursday night game, they officially ruled Nick Chubb out. Uh, I guess he's kind of day-to-day, week-to-week. Um, but in bigger news, Kareem Hunt got placed on the IR with a calf injury, which is actually better news than you would think because initially a lot of people thought it was going to be something with his knee. Um, so what are your thoughts on the situation? Obviously, waivers will have gone through after you listen to this. And – you know, what are your thoughts about the Browns running backs moving forward? Yeah, it's really crazy how both of them got injured. I mean, so far, like, they were probably the most dominant rushing team in the league, I mean, outside of the Titans. Um, but, yeah, it's really unfortunate. Um, with the Chubb situation, didn't really see it coming at all. It seemed like he was fine after the game. Then next, you know, just not practicing the whole week, and now he's missing two games in a row. Um, so, yeah, it's very unfortunate, and there's really no timetable that they've given us so far. So I guess we just got to, like, sit sit back and wait uh, as to how he's recovering. But, yeah, the the Cream Hunt thing is sucks, too. He was having such a great year. But, yeah, I mean, definitely going to be a running back to grab off that off that roster. Um, but it's just going to be – we just got to have to figure out who it is. Um, right now, the talks are Dearness Johnson. I mean, we're going to talk about it more during the waivers. But, yeah, it's just – very unfortunate. Yeah, so we'll talk about their running backs at the waivers. We won't talk about that now. Um, the next piece of news, this one is this one hurts more than that one did for <laughs> anyone that is a Christian McCaffrey owner. You're not happy. Um, he got placed on the IR again with a hamstring with his hamstring injury. I don't know what to think of it. I'm a CMC owner in one of my other leagues and it's a little upsetting because the coach made it seem like he was ready and set for a return. Um, you know, if you're if you've had McCaffrey over the past two years, you knew what you were drafting. You were really hoping no injury happened, but this is a little concerning. Um, so, does he still? You know, going obviously we're looking ahead here, but going into next year, if if he plays six games at the end of the season, puts up 25 to 30, are you still valuing him as the number one overall pick or does that injury risk push him back for you in your mind? <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely, it pushes him back maybe a spot or two, in my opinion. Um, it's just cause like already, like you said, like already going into this year, if I was sitting at the number one pick, you know, I want to pick McCaffrey, but it's just like, that's always in the back of your head. Like oh, if he better not get hurt again and he does this again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, two years in a row, especially with him being the projected number one overall player, uh, I think you got to push him back, you know, back to the two or three, um, especially the way that uh, Derrick Henry's performing this year. <laughs> I think a lot of those McCaffrey owners are like, damn, I should have just drafted uh, Derrick Henry. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully he is able to get back and able to get back to 100%. So maybe he'll change my mind by the end of the season. Yeah. And then, well, obviously, too, if you're a McCaffrey owner and you started the season well, you might not have been able to get Chubba. 
Yeah. You're hurting, you're hurting even more. Um, last, this one also hurts if you're someone that took Michael Thomas early. Uh, and by early, I mean like the fifth round, thinking that you'll have a wide receiver, a top 15 wide receiver come week six, seven, whatever week. Uh, but he is still not ready to return. Uh, it is believed that in a couple of weeks he'll be ready, is the report from the coaches. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to think about it. The only thing I can say is if you're a McCaffrey owner and you – or not a McCaffrey, if you're a Michael Thomas owner and you're not in a good position, you're, you know, two and four, bottom of your league, whatever, um, you need to – ship him off i think because uh, yeah. you can he hasn't been back but you can still sell him as this is name value this is michael thomas this is the number one option in the saints offense who clearly needed one uh, so yeah, yeah what, what do you think yeah that's absolutely what i'm doing because um like you said i mean they're saying a few weeks um that's still not a, a certain timetable and like when he does return we don't know if they're going to try to ease him in we don't really know anything. And another thing that goes along with that is like looking at how the Saints have performed so far this year and how Jameis Winston's performing, like he's honestly not performing as well as I thought he would. So even if he does come back and say he's 80 percent when he does come back, like it's not like Jameis Winston's throwing for, you know, 300 yards per game. I mean, their offense just doesn't. I mean, maybe that could be because they don't have Michael Thomas and maybe he'll just click as soon as Michael Thomas comes back. But I'm not even certain when he does come back that he's going to be a wide receiver one. Um, I mean, what do you think about that, Tilly? Like, what what are your yeah. expectations for him when he does return? I mean, it's hard because, like, you can't pretend like he hasn't been playing all this year. He's got to get yeah. acclimated again. His snap count will be limited to start. We don't know. We don't even know if Jameis and him have the same connection that Drew Brees and him had. Exactly. You know, when you see a quarterback change – it's Drew Brees and Michael Thomas had a connection because Drew Brees knew that Michael Thomas, if nobody else was open, Michael Thomas was more than likely going to be open. But Jameis Winston doesn't know that. We have seen the ups and downs of Jameis Winston. And it's concerning because if you think about it, when he was in Tampa, Mike Evans was great, but he supported him and him. I mean, he supported him and was Godwin there yet when he was there? I think he had one year. He supported Godwin a little, but it's just concerning. Like we said, you know, you don't know. Jameis Winston, Callaway might be the go-to guy because Michael Thomas is going to be covered so much. So it should just be interesting to watch. Um, Like I said, I'd ship him off if you can. Try and get someone like – and it's still name value. Honestly, I would try and get someone that I'm about to mention. So we'll go ahead. We'll get into our players of the week. Um, So I'll go ahead and start us off. Mine played on Thursday night. Is the boy Lenny F. Leonard Fournette? <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you. I tried to trade for him last week before the game. Uh, I kind of saw this coming. Um, he finished the week with twenty-seven point seven fantasy points and half point PPR. Twenty-two carries, eighty-one yards on the end zone twice. He also had six receptions for forty-six yards on six targets. Uh, mm. I think it's been coming. I mean, week four, Patriots had 20 carries and five targets. Week five against the Dolphins, he had 12 carries and a touchdown and five targets. Um, if you're a Fernet owner, you're really happy. He's running back 13 right now, and I don't think it's going to slow down. Um, he's showing – he's really showing what 
I guess he was shown in Jacksonville right now. Exactly. And what everybody thought he would be coming out of LSU. Uh, so that's my player of the week. Do you have anything about him or? I mean, I mean, I, you pretty much said it all. I mean, he, it's real, guys. He's RB13, basically RB1. Uh, if you're talking 12 point league, I mean, 12, 12 man leagues. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's looked great. And I mean, we've been preaching this all offseason and all season. I mean, the Bucks are probably top three offense in the league. So if they're in a favorable matchup where they should be up, they're going to give Leonard Fournette 20 carries. And I mean, like you mentioned, only to get like six catches or something like that or six targets. He's also getting involved in the pass game. So if you were able to grab Leonard Fournette, and this is a guy you're probably drafting with your last few picks if you're in a 10-man league. So you really got to steal. And I think he's going to be consistent, you know, low-end RB1, you know, with the upside of scoring two rushing touchdowns on a good day. So, I mean, I think he's a for-sure start every week. And right now, I mean, he's probably at your flex, and you're really just blessed right now. So, yeah, keep, keep it going. So who is your player of the week? Yeah, so my guy is, I mean, this probably guy who we've had as the player of the week probably three or four times already. But, I mean, with the way he's playing, I mean, you got to mention it every week. And it's Derrick Henry. Um, he had an incredible game. Um, if you were able to catch that on Monday, he was going into the week, a terrible matchup. Um, I think at the time, Buffalo was like the number one defense against running backs in fantasy football. But he went out there and put up 36 points. <laughs> Uh, he had 143 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns. Uh, it's the third game this year where he's had three rushing touchdowns. Um, this is the best rushing efficiency he's shown so far this year as well. I mean, 7.2 yards per attempt. Um, also getting active in the passing game. He's, he's still getting his, you know, two to three catches, uh, which is always good to see. I mean, he's just honestly looking unstoppable this year. I mean, he's currently the RB1. Sure, he might be like the number one overall player in the league or something like that. Also, yeah, he is. I mean, he's outscoring all the quarterbacks as well. I mean, Josh Allen's a quarterback one. He's outscoring him by two. I mean, it's a ridiculous year. I mean, I think we've been saying this the last three or four years. Like, we go into every the, the next year and we're like, no way he does it again. And right now, Derrick Henry's on pace to have his best season yet, which I kind of thought was impossible after the last two years. But yeah, if you if you have Derrick Henry, I'm sure he's save you you know the last three weeks or so i mean he's just on incredible pace like historic i mean just even if you're just a fan of football i mean really appreciate what what we're getting to see this year i mean it's incredible he's on pace to really break history um so yeah that's my guy yeah this one this one hurts me uh deep down because in our (laughs) league i sat there at the number three spot and debated do i take kamara or henry if it hurts me, you should know who I took. <laughs> You're welcome, Malik. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I don't just beside the point of fantasy too. The fact that the Titans won that game and Tannehill still didn't play well kind of kind of shows what people thought the Titans would be. Don't 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 go to sleep on the Titans just because they started rough and they lost the Jets. Yeah, they might they they might rattle off a couple wins here, and once Tannehill gets it going, they're going to be legit. Um, so Joe's player of the week was dubbed by me, Skeety Lamb. <laughs> he went off. I mean, he had 32 fantasy points and half point PPR, 11 targets, nine receptions, 149 and two. Um, is that sustainable? I don't know. The yards are. Don't know about the two touchdowns, but, you know, yeah. It's a guy we've been talking about. Uh, I'm not going to say much about him. We talk about CD all the time. 
Uh, yeah, the one thing I will say, though, one thing I was worried about the last few weeks was, like, the amount of, I guess, volume he was receiving. I mean, before this week, he received four, two, and three catches. I mean, it was good to see him get 11 targets this past week, nine catches. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird how the Cowboys are. It's like one week they're just running the ball every play. Next week they're throwing the ball everywhere. So, that's kind of where we're at with the Cowboys as far as their receivers. But, yeah, I would hope that he could, you know, receive that, you know, eight targets or so per game. And if he can do that, I mean, you can you see what he's able to do on the field. Yeah, I mean, it, Dak just boosts everyone in that offense. Yeah. It's, just, it's shown over and over. Dak is – I mean, I don't even – there's no words for it. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get our overperformers. This is I'll start because this is a guy that I told you to drop last week, and I still believe he should be on your waivers because <laughs> this was by far in our performance. So Kenyon Drake is my performer. He had 21.3 in full PPR, 19 in standard, 34 rushing yards, one touchdown, and 39 receiving yards, um, and a touchdown through the air. If I recall correctly, I was at the fair, so I may have missed this, but I'm pretty sure he caught like a deep ball, didn't he? Uh, I can't Kinda remember, like, honestly. I've been really... I'm pretty sure he was wide open in the middle of the field. And just <laughs> off. Uh, I mean, I probably could have scored that touchdown. But, yeah, this is a guy I still am not buying it. He still shouldn't be on anyone's roster, in my opinion. Um, I know that's saying a lot, but he's currently the running back 71 in PPR. Or sorry, hold on, sorry. 37 in PPR and 40 in standard. Um, that's not a guy you should be rostering in my opinion, especially this week with all these buys coming up. Maybe you have to play him, but you – I'd honestly say there are guys that you'd rather have than him. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. I probably wouldn't play him. I think it's just, it's just an outlier type of game. Like you said, he got got open on a broken coverage play, which makes, you know, makes sense of why he had such a great week. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, my guy was Daryl Williams, and this is a guy who we talked a lot about um, this past week for our waiver wire episode. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was a hater. I was a <laughs> now I was actually in support. I actually thought like he's gonna come out and perform similarly to what we would get from Clyde, and I think that's exactly what he gave us. And really, I'm not saying. I mean, he had 22 points. I'm not saying that's like an overperformance, as in like he won't be able to do that again. It was honestly overperformance for me because they gave him 21 carries. I mean, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I was maybe 14, 15, just because, you know, the Chiefs don't really like to, you know, run the ball a lot, even when they're up, honestly. But they really committed to the run game. Um, and it was actually a tight game going into the uh, second half. I mean, they, they pulled away at the end. But, I mean, going into the, going into the second half, I think it was – they weren't up by any more than a touchdown. I, I can't fully remember. But, yeah, yeah. 62 rushing yards. It wasn't the most efficient game, only three yards per carry. But like I said, they stuck to him on the ground, 21 carries, 62 yards, two rushing touchdowns. He also has some work in the passing game, three catches for 27 yards. I mean, that's pretty solid, and that's against a pretty solid Washington um, defense. I mean, I know they've been kind of underperforming, but, I mean, they still have some great guys on that D-line. Um Going into next week, they play Tennessee. Um, I probably wouldn't expect the same amount of volume um, just because they probably won't be on the field as much because you see how Tennessee plays football. They just keep running the ball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's good to see that on, on a good week you're able to play Darrell Williams. So, yeah, I mean, if you have him and you spent that fab on him or you, that waiver priority, 
um, you got a good one. Uh, yeah, I got a question for you. Does this make you question Clyde and the and how he performs in the Chiefs? Yeah. Offense? It, it makes him. It makes him look uh, replaceable, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, he came in and gave you what Clyde's done what once this year—a twenty-point performance. Shoot, once in the last like two years, basically. <laughs> and it's—I don't know. You're you're happy if you're an owner of uh, Williams, and I mean, you can roll him out every week just ba- until he does something wrong. You can roll it just because you know how high-powered that offense is, and if he was involved in the passing game then you're not losing anything. He's a better option than guys that you're thinking about, like Kenny and Drake. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Joe's performer was Adam Thielen, uh, rightfully so, 24.3 fantasy points, 11 receptions, 126 and a touchdown. I don't know what to, like, say about Thielen, because it's like every time you try and, like, <laughs> yeah. downplay him, like, like he had 25 week one. 13, 14, 6, 5, and then he goes and does 25 again. Uh, I don't I don't know. Kirk Cousins is being weird with who he wants to throw the ball to. Somebody said – I was listening to a podcast, I think, this weekend. Somebody said when uh, when Dalvin Cook is in the offense, the I guess Kirk Cousins just flips the football, switch. The footballers, right? Yeah, I think – I think that, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it might have been them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, I guess if Dalvin's healthy, play Thielen. <laughs> I guess that's the formula. Right they're, they're on by this week, and then he has a – Favorable matchup against Dallas in the passing game. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, our underperformers of the week. We'll just go ahead and give you Joe's while we're here. His was Mike Williams. Uh, rough day for the Chargers all around. Um, if you yeah. watched the game, they got handled up and down the field. Mike Williams, five targets, two catches, 3.7 fantasy points in a game they were losing. Yeah, I mean, that's – Three weeks out of three weeks, he had 1.6, 32, and 3.7. <laughs> I know that he's wide receiver three on the year, um, but I'd just be a little nervous um, just because you know that he can give you a dud, and a dud for Keenan Allen is 7.1, whereas a dud for him is yeah. 1.9. Keenan Allen's still, I think, the volume guy. I think that. They're in a bye week, and I, if anything, I think they're going to emphasize getting the ball in Thielen's hands more – Keen, yeah, Keenan Allen's hands more than they have been because he, he clearly hasn't been the guy that he was last year, and he's way too talented not to get the ball. Yeah, it definitely sucks because I guess like going into this week, Mike Williams was top three receiver. I can't remember exactly what his rank was, but – He was I number mean, one, I think. Yeah, probably, yeah, number one, shoot. So it's definitely not what you want from, you know, the number one receiver in the league. Quick question, like, is this – I mean, you mentioned the past three weeks. Does that give you a little sign to, like, maybe it's time to trade while there's still I that – I would sell him high just because you're more yeah. confident. Like, honestly, if you're a guy – let's say you're four and two and you're not in a league like ours where everyone's congested and can go from third – or go from eighth to first in one week – in a league where there's some separation, I'd be willing to trade Mike Williams for Michael Thomas and someone else, like someone else that you can start until Thomas gets back. Uh, just because I, I do honestly think the volume will be, I know we were talking about it. We don't know who James Winston, but I think the volume will be there. And I, 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 I'm still not buying it. I, I know he's great. 
I'm just not buying the, the – you can't consistently maintain that kind of scoring for him when you have other weapons in the offense. I mean, Austin Eckler has been – Austin Eckler could have been our underperformer. He didn't do well last week. Yeah. But you got to remember there's a lot of heads to feed in the offense. Jared Cook is a touchdown threat. Keenan Allen, we haven't even seen the best of him. Austin Eckler, we haven't seen the best of him except for one week. Um. So would you trade uh, Mike Williams for C.D. Lamb? Yes, I would 100% take C.D. What about Jamar Chase? No. Okay. Not straight up. <laughs> That's that. I, I C.D. is going to finish top 12. Yeah. I'm confident. I know I was a hater, but I'm confident. Uh, <laughs> but well, this will just perfectly segue into my, I guess, underperformer. Um, same team, Justin Herbert, 11 fantasy points. That's horrible for a quarterback. 195 and one touchdown. I mean, you're not panicking just because, you know, they'll figure it out, but he probably lost you the week, maybe. Um, you definitely got outplayed at the quarterback position if you had him. You know, I have Tannehill on my bench, and Tannehill ended up scoring 12.94, and he didn't do very good either. So that should just tell you. He didn't even throw a touchdown pass. So. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it. Obviously, you're not panicking, but he is my underperformer this week. Yeah, I think it was more so just like I was talking. Me and Joe, we went out and watched the game um, this weekend. I think it's more so just. I actually think after the Ravens had that game, I think it was against Detroit where they kicked that long field goal. I think something kind of clicked for them. And I just think, like, they just kind of on fire right now. So, I think it was just a product of them playing against a, a hot Ravens team. And, yeah, it's, like you said, it's got handled. So, I, yeah, like Tilly said, I wouldn't panic at all. Um, but my underperformer is Terry McLaurin. And this is a guy who actually a couple of weeks ago had a huge week. Like, he was literally, like, one of the top three receivers on the week. Um, but, yeah, these past two weeks haven't really been too good. I mean, he, he had six points. Um, week five and last week he had 4.8 points and this is in the Kansas City matchup that's pretty high scoring which you know you expect to get a lot of garbage time you know even if they're down it doesn't really matter but yeah I mean hasn't looked good these past two weeks um, I mean you can kind of credit that to I mean the quarterback performance I mean no offense to Heineke but it's Heineke um, he's getting his targets. I mean, week five, he had 11 targets, only caught four uh, last week. He had eight targets, only caught four. So I think you're going to get these games um, with Terry McLaurin when they're playing against a, a pretty solid team. I mean, if they're playing against a solid defense, I mean, it's the Saints and the Chiefs, pretty good defenses. Um, and they put that pressure on Ter- uh, on Heineke. I mean, I don't think he's really going to be that efficient. And you're really just hoping that, McLaurin's, you know, talent just kind of takes over and he's able to make one of those special plays that he's so known for. Um, are you panicking at all if you have McLaurin? Like, I mean, we were talking about like Mike Williams. Would you trade Mike Williams for McLaurin? Or like Mike Williams, C D McLaurin rank those three like rest of the season. C D. And it's hard because like you don't know what to think. I know McLaurin is banged up. He was playing with an injury this weekend. Okay. Um, so I don't want to like say just downplay Mike Williams. The fact the point where he gets out of that conversation, it's pretty close. I mean, I 
I would say Mike Williams for now, just because I just Herbert's better quarterback. That's what it comes down yeah. to. <laughs> uh, obviously, you draft Terry a lot higher than him, so it's a little concerning. Uh, but yeah, probably Mike and then Terry until Terry shows me some consistency. Because neither of them have been consistent in the past four weeks, but Mike Williams has had bigger games than Terry McLaurin. Um, so we're going to get into our waiver wire segment. Uh, we've got three guys, and then I'm going to talk about a couple more because um, waivers already will have run. So some of these guys might have been picked up. Um, but I'll go ahead. I'll get us started. I'm going to start in the Browns' backfield. Uh, it's going to be Dearness Johnson or – I want to talk about both these guys – or <laughs> Demetric Felton. So what I'm thinking is going to happen is Dearness Johnson is going to play the Nick Chubb role and Felton's going to play the Kareem Hunt role is what I'm kind of getting out of it. Uh, I don't know about you, but that's – Felton ran a lot of routes on Sunday when Kareem Hunt went down. Um, so what are your thoughts? Which one would you rather have? They play Thursday, so this is kind of a hard situation to be in. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like you said, because it's a short week, it's Thursday, I would go with Dearness Johnson. I can remember, like, looking back at last year when Nick Chubb uh, went down. I think the next guy out was definitely Darius Johnson um, behind Kareem Hunt. And also, I mean, like you said, I mean, Felton is, he's going to be used a lot in the passing game. Um, but so far this year, I don't think they've really given him many carries at all. So, I mean, if he does get carries, this is literally going to be the first time we're actually going to see him like get solid carries. So I would go with the guy who they've actually, you know, given carries to in the past. Um, but like you said, it's, it's, it's a major gray area. I mean, we don't really know, but, yeah, my guy's Dearness Johnson right now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like – are you scared, though? Like, because, you know, there, <laughs> there are people with the buys with probably like six players, five players. Yeah. Are you willing to play Felton, like in your flex in a PPR league? Uh, I mean, on here he's – on sleeper he's listed as a running back, comma, wide receiver, so. Mm. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually heard Yeah, He actually lines up a receiver like he's actually like a receiver. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I would definitely be scared because. Ever, ever Kenny and Drake. <sighs> Jesus, dude, that's terrible. Um, Just give me Felton. That's literally just a toss up. I'm literally just going to take this out on, on a random that should tell you. That should tell you our feelings <laughs> about Kenny and Drake. Yeah, but honestly, it's just the, the thing that scares me is like the Baker situation. I'm pretty sure he's dealing with an injury. I heard he might be fine, but like he was hurt pretty bad, like coming out of that game last week. Odell is, I think he dealt with the injury this past week. Jarvis coming back from injury. I don't know if he's playing this week. That 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 Browns offense just looks like it's kind of falling apart. So it's gonna be one of those things where it's like you're really flipping a coin, like just praying like anything happens. You're getting any bit of success that comes from the situation on Thursday. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a tough one if you have to start. Even even Deanna Johnson, like you don't know how efficient this offense is going to be. They honestly didn't look that good this past week. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but um, I'm going to get into my waiver. Uh, my guy, it's kind of a deep, deep. Waiver guy. This is a guy who could honestly still be up on your waivers um, right now. But my guy is Devontae Freeman. And I know, I know, I know we probably should not touch the Ravens, Ravens backfield. But most of this is because um, Latavius Murray, actually, who was the RB1, 
he did actually have to come out of the last game with the ankle injury. Um, we haven't really got much news as to what his status is right now as far as going into, you know, Sunday. But honestly, this past week, this is the first time they actually kind of unleashed Devontae Freeman. I mean, the, the two prior weeks, he only received one carry. He received nine, which I know. Unleashed, Devon, unleashed. Yeah, Devon. Uh, no, I see. <laughs> this year, that that's basically unleashed in the Ravens' backfield. That's literally how they like split up their their carries. But I mean, nine, five point nine yards per carry. Got a touchdown, fifty three yards, um, two targets. Didn't catch any of them. But the week before, he had thirty four receiving yards. So I don't know. I'm just saying, I would pick him up. I'm not saying I'm I'm throwing him right in the lineup. But I mean, if Latavius Murray is down and he's not playing, you're, you're dealing with terrible luck at the RB situation. I mean, I'm one of those guys in my fantasy league dealing with buys and missing my RB1 and RB2. If you want to take a shot, I, I know one of these guys is going to score a rushing touchdown. And I mean, they, they did move Le'Veon Bell up from the practice squad, which makes me believe that I think that Latavius Murray injury is actually going to limit him. And they do have a bye week after this week, so I think they actually might sit him. I will play Devontae Freeman, hoping he gets 11 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a long – I mean, it's not even a long shot, but, like, he actually looked really good. I'm, I'm more so just looking at his film from last, last week. I think, you know – he can give you 12, 12 points if you're if you're down bad and running back. And yeah, that's my guy. What about Lev Bell? Uh I don't know. I I get it. He had his little like wide open touchdown that he got. Oh I don't my know gosh. I could have run that in. That was yeah. That and was. people gassing it up, but I mean, I'm looking at I mean Le'Veon Bell also got nine carries last week. Well, yeah, eight carries, only had 18 yards, 2.3 yards per carry. I mean. He didn't look that good, in my opinion. No, yeah, I was just yeah, but yeah, I mean, between those two, I'm I'm definitely picking um, Devontae Freeman. Don't know where Tyson Williams went, but I think we should talk about him in the next category. <laughs> I'm being serious. Don't know where he went. But... He was he scratching in. He was. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm on the Freeman train. <laughs> uh, Joe's waiver is actually one that you probably could go ahead and get this week, considering you have a lot of guys on by. He plays Thursday, so – but it's Tim Patrick of the Broncos. I mean, he's been consistent. He's got between 11 and 13 points, five out of six weeks and a half PPR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he scored three of the six weeks. Um, I think that he's a – you can pick him up and play him, especially until Judy comes back. Uh, you know, Judy had – is going to take away a lot in the offense. But Tim Patrick, I mean, he's 6'4", 212. He's a big guy. Jesus. I mean, he's a big target. I, You can pick him up playing. I mean, he's got the Browns, Washington, and Dallas the next three weeks. Yeah, very great matchups. So I think that he's a guy that you can go pick up. Um, while we're on wide receivers, I'm going to give you a couple names. Be what you can tell me what he thinks. Mark, uh, Marquez Callaway. Before the bye, he had 22.5 and half point, two receiving touchdowns. You willing to pick him up or nah? Um, I mean, like you said, like you have room and your team's out bad. I mean, I would. I mean, it, coming into the season, I was actually excited for him. But, I mean, like you said, I mean, those first few weeks of the season, the Saints passing game wasn't really that good. But, I mean, it's good to see that he did give you something 
before the bye. So maybe pick it up. And, you know, with the Michael Thomas news, shoot, hopefully he, he comes around. So yeah. I mean, him or Henry Ruggs. I'll probably take Henry Ruggs just because he's been a little bit – just because he's been a little bit better this season so far. Take away my Waller receptions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll go Rooks. Other guys, think about Ricky Seals-Jones until Logan Thomas comes back. Um, if you're a Alex Collins owner, I know that's weird to say, uh, Rashard yeah. Penny is worth a pickup just in case. Because um, there are guys that are hurting and they're having to start Alex Collins as their RB2. Yeah. Uh, we don't know his status. so And they play on a Monday night. So if you're planning on 100% starting him, I'd pick up Penny. Um, and then defenses, if the Cardinals are on your waiver wire, please pick them up. Just please. They are the number – I'm pretty sure they're the number one fantasy defense. They might be number two. They're number two fantasy defense. I mean, the only reason they're not is because the Bills have put up 18 in three weeks. They had 14 against the Browns. Yeah. I mean, I would pick them up. They play uh, Houston this week. So, uh, the Saints against Seattle, we know what G- Skeno does. <laughs> and then the Patriots against the Jets. Those are three that I would try and get for this week. Um, so, we're going to get into – Wait, wait. Let, let me let me add one more. Let me add one more receiver. Okay. This is a guy – I mean, he probably may not be on your waivers, but could have been dropped because he dove injuries, um, missed three weeks. Sterling Shepard. I mean, those first two weeks, I mean, he had seven catches, nine catches. Um, like I said, missed three weeks in a row, came back last week, and this is against the Rams. Had 14 targets, 10 catches, 76 yards. I mean, Kadarius Tony went down with like a foot injury. I heard it's actually pretty serious. Galladay's pretty irrelevant right now, and he, I think he's going to get 10 targets again. Plus, so I would grab him if you need depth at receiver. Tony expected to miss at least one game. Oh, one game? Okay, that's not too bad, but still. I, I like Shepard. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, so we'll go ahead. Last segment today. This is a big one. It's going to be a droppable, guys. I'm going into buys this week. You're going to have to figure out who to drop. Hopefully this will help you, and I will start. If you don't have an IR spot, I think you should get rid of Jarvis Landry. Um, I know that's that's very, I guess, bold because uh, week one, he did have a really strong performance. Um, and we know that if Baker Mayfield's healthy, he likes throwing it to him. Um, but my concern is, you know, like I said, you need <laughs> you need guys this week. And I don't know if he's worth holding because are you going to play him every single week? <laughs> um, he's currently on the IR. He will move around at practice on Tuesday and may be cleared to play Thursday. I mean, to me, he's droppable. He's only played two games. Week one, he had five targets, 71 yards. Week two, he had one target, nine yards. So, and he got hurt in week two, but Mm. I'm just – it's buys and you need to be – I guess planning accordingly because if you don't look at if you're not careful, you need to look a week ahead because if you're not careful and you have two receivers on the same team or on the same bye week, you're gonna be needing a guy off the waivers. And I mean, I would probably play Tim Patrick, I think, is a safer play than Jarvis Landry week to week. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I'm glad you mentioned the fact like this is bye time, so think ahead. And especially with a guy like Jarvis Landry, he's probably a guy you can drop 
and nobody will probably touch him. Just he's only played one game. Um, so yeah, I mean, if there's a guy you can do without, you know, it's okay to drop people, and maybe they'll be there. And even if he isn't there, have somebody else deal with the headache. And there's there's better guys out there, like Tilly, Tilly mentioned. Um, but yeah, my guy is Naheem Hines. And there's a guy I remember like the first week or so, like we we're actually pretty, pretty excited about. He looked like he was, you know, taking a little bit of work from Jonathan Taylor. You know, he looked pretty explosive. Um, first game, he had 11 points. Week two, he gave you a dud. And then week three, he gave you 16 points. But since then, 0.1 points, 1.8 points and 2.7. Um, he really doesn't really have much of a role in the rushing game at all. I mean, last three weeks. Um, four four carries, four carries, and two carries. Um, not even really that utilized in the passing game as well. I mean, he had one catch last this past week, zero the week before, and two the week before that. I mean, this is a guy who we expected to get at least six six catches a game or so. Like, and if he's not even getting you two catches and getting you four carries per game, I think it's it's time to kind of move on. And we're we're seeing the. I mean, we saw it at the end of last year, but we're seeing that emergence of Jonathan Taylor where he's giving you what we expected. Um, we had a rough couple of weeks, but, I mean, he's been a beast the last few weeks. He's the one taking those targets away from Naeem Hines as well. Um, so I think it's time to move on. I mean, unless you're just holding him, say you're, you're a Taylor owner and you just want to have a handcuff, maybe you can hold him in that case. But, I mean, <sighs> I would take a shot on another guy, um, Keen Drake or Naheem Hines. Like to play in my lineup? <laughs> or just to have on your team? Naeem Hines. I don't think Kenny and Drake will score more than 10 points again this year. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you can't really predict the Naheem Hines thing, but, yeah. I think I some of it's attributed to – so, if you notice the targets – started going down against Miami, but he had a one against Baltimore. Part of me wants to say it's attributed to a, the game script because they were winning most of that game. But B, if you saw Jonathan Taylor on third down, take that screen pass mm-hmm. 60 yards or 70 <laughs> yards to the house and you're the head coach, you're kind of like, well, why am I not just going to have him be the guy that catches the ball out of the backfield? Yeah. And he did it again this week. He had 30 fantasy points. Like, he – I mean, obviously you need a guy like Naeem when John Terry's a breather. I mean, they just paid him too. So, he's not <laughs> he's not going anywhere by any means, but I don't think he's a fantasy option right now. Um, definitely, I think you could drop him. I don't think anyone will pick him up. I actually think he might be on waivers in our league now that I think about it. Um, Should be. But while we're on running backs – Let's go ahead and drop Tyson Williams. <laughs> um, I am being serious. He he was a healthy scratch for the second time in uh, three weeks. After Devontae Freeman got signed, he's had five carries and four carries. Um, he had four carries against Indian average, 1.5 yard a carry. So I think the experiment's over. Unfortunately for him, I mean, he looked great the first two games. Yeah, 7.2 yards carry, 5.9. Um, yeah, I think he's a guy that you can drop. Like I so said, buys coming. And the last one that we're going to talk about is Joe's guy, and that's going to be Devin Singletary. And I will back this one up 
in general, I hate the Bills' backfield. Um, but I think Zach Moss is the guy um, near the goal line. They switch. It's kind of weird. So if you keep up with the game when the Bills play, uh, Devin Singletary had all the first drive. Yes. Yeah, until so until they got to the twenty, <laughs> and then it was Zach Moss time. Uh, so I think they split drives, but the problem is Zach Moss is the goal line guy. Yeah. Like you'll never see, you won't even see Singletary in on any goal line. You know, it's not even like you have that chance. Like, okay, maybe this will be his. No, but giving it to Zach Moss. And, and like you said, like they came out again and they really got like Singletary involved early in the game. I know you're because, you know, I had him playing against you because I was dealing with RB troubles. I had to play Singletary. I'm like, wait, he might actually get, get some work this game. And you look at his, his efficiency. I mean, this year he's averaging 5.2 yards per carry. Problem is, he got five carries this past week, six carries the week before. It's like they're not interested in running and, and handing the ball over to Devin Singletary to get up the field. It's just like their passing game is so good. It's like they just don't don't need a running back. So yeah, you can probably drop him unless you just are you dropping know. him? Uh, I mean, I mean, you know my situation. I'm in a terrible situation. Um, the thing is, like, I can't drop him right now just because, like. I'm one injury away of like not even having a running back to start. Um, so I, I just need him just because like there's like nothing else in waivers and there's nothing else on my team. <laughs> so I have to keep him just in case something goes left, but I would probably never play him. But until I can until my guys get healthy, yeah, I'll drop him as soon as one of my guys gets healthy, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have much more to say. Those are guys that you probably should look at dropping. There's obviously a lot more. I mean, look at their stats. Uh, we'll actually – we'll go ahead. We'll post something on Instagram today. Send us in the guy's name if you need some advice about dropping him. Um, but, you know, before we leave, I have to bring it up that I'm now 2-0 and <laughs> against the podcast. Um, I am the lowest in the rankings, unfortunately. But we're on a two-game winning streak. Only team with a winning streak in the league right now. Um, no, I was lucky. BYU is without Saquon and Chubb, and I was sweating because he was only down. Thir- he his team. This is a side note, but his his team put up what one one twenty two without Saquon and Chubb because he has Cooper Cup. I put, and, yeah, I, I put up a gooey. I try. I try. Khalil, <laughs> Khalil Herbert did good work for him, but yeah. So yeah, we appreciate everybody for listening. Um, if you've listened this far, if you're one of the I think. 13 people that are listening right now, we appreciate you. We're going to keep making content for you regardless of what happens. Um, don't forget to go follow us on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Podcast UGS. You got anything else to say, Brandon? No, nah, let's have another great week of fantasy football. I mean, this this is a great season we're getting this year. So, I mean, just really appreciate it while it's here, man. Let's keep going. Yeah, and we, we apologize for the inconsistency. You guys didn't get our start of the weeks or anything last week, but uh, – From now on, we're going to be more consistent. So whatever that means is what it means. Uh, So we'll, we'll see you guys next time.